Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And good morning, good Saturday. Snow, chilly. It's a wonderful day to be inside the home looking around at all the things that you love. Oh, you don't. Oh, well, those are some of the things we can talk about today on the X Home Improvement Show. Scott Mosby here, two full hours. We're going to talk about everything important to you. Phone lines, all for you. Mano a mano, just you and me this morning, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. We're talking about many of the things that matter to you. Today, the snow, though beautiful, white, and chilly, it's, uh, you know, tis the season. This is when we get snow in the Midwest. So many things to talk about. Again, some of the basic maintenance things, like remember little things like changing your furnace filter, making sure that is uh, circulating clean air throughout your house, because we're going to spend more and more time in the coming months indoors making sure that the doors are sealing the windows are sealing Uh, not too much of an issue with screens we don't have to worry about that Uh, although temperatures will warm up here over the next few weeks where we might be able to air out the house today seal it up heat it maybe build a nice fire all those things that matter and we can talk about fireplaces as well but today we can talk about various things around the kitchen a few of the blogs or topics that i will bring how to keep your pipes from freezing what do you do as we get into you know tonight we're hitting 18 degrees when the temperature's around freezing like now eh, you know the roads and the soil maybe the deck is uh, perilous um, the driveway a bit uh, when it gets down tonight to 18 things could be slippery because believe it or not the daylight the sunshine does matter uh, we'll talk about that also the difference between retail and contractor grade faucets you know what can you buy typically in a retail store uh, from some of the big box stores is that different than if you were to purchase that from a plumber. Also, kitchen remodeling, hide and sleek, hide and sleek. Are you wanting your things put away on the kitchen? When you have those beautiful stone countertops, do you want to see them? Or cover them up with things. So hide and sleek, various kitchen storage trends, things like that. And down to the mundane while we're indoors, how to keep your kitchen stainless steel clean and spotless and as we have experienced over the last 20 years stainless steel is bloody everywhere golly it's on the hood it's on the cooktop it's on the refrigerator it's on maybe the dishwasher front ovens and appliances everywhere faucets kitchen sinks sometimes holy smokes we've got it everywhere 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 my name is scott mosby i have been on this station since 1990 95 uh so yeah you know a lot longer than i've done the math on apparently i'm getting close to 26 27 years and i enjoy this saturday it's a lot of fun because i get to reconnect with the listeners of camwex and make a difference help 
make somebody's Saturday or the next week or month a little bit nicer. Uh, many of the questions that you face, people have failing furnaces, um, and we're having trouble getting uh, service calls because we have a shortage of materials, we have a shortage of skilled labor, we have a shortage of everything, even in the grocery stores, because of the pandemic times and the surge of the new Omicron, or not-so-new Omicron COVID uh, variant. Uh, you know, it's kind of life is normal, only we have a new um, issue and that's inconvenience. So my name is Scott Mosby. I own Mosby Building Arts. We've been at it since 1947. My father founded the company. We are licensed architects, and we perform almost all of our trades uh, in-house with our own employees. Uh, Not completely. We still uh, trade partner. We have electricians, plumbers, and all sorts of uh, other crews that help us to keep the promises, but pretty much The job, the focus, and the mission of Mosby Building Arts is make a clean promise and then keep it. And today, with the world the way it is and the supply chain disruption, wow, that's a challenge. So you're experiencing that, no doubt. A 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Two hours today, we're going to go through the first hour talking about the things that matter to you. I'll get into some of these topics, just general maintenance things. But for those of you that are early homeowners, this might be your first or second home, and you're now going to take on some of those projects yourself, bring it on. Do-it-yourselfers, this is the place. If you know a do-it-yourselfer, new homeowner, give them the, the uh, connection here with the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Uh, We can get together here every Saturday live. You can follow me on odyssey.com, A-U-D-A-C-Y, odyssey.com. We were CBS, then Entercom, now it's Odyssey, uh, which reflects pretty much all the various ways, all the various media forms we come to you. So, you know, golly, it's the Internet, it's uh, video, it's uh, email, text, radio, live radio, AM signal, FM signal, Odyssey, app you name it we've got it so that's how odyssey came to be and uh kind of a fun uh resurgence of radio which is close to my heart of course uh scott mosby here phone lines are for you 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 i'm going to take a short pause do a little bit of business and come back and get started with our phone lines mike hold the line there i'll be right back with you brother uh this is scott mosby and we have phone lines 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 thanks to my compadre Uh, Rich Orris, who was in last week, and uh, I will do a little bit more uh, free time here over the next few months, so fear not. I'm not going anywhere. Just uh, taking a little bit of time as I've been hiding under the bed for the last two years. Scott Mosby, KMOX Home Improvement. We are at your service, and I'll be right back. Serving St. Louis for over 96 years. KMOX. All right, back together, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. This is the CamoX Home Improvement Show. Uh, I've been on since 1995. Uh, Before me was Mr. Tinker. Remember Central Hardware? You know, how and where did this show come? Well, this uh, Home Improvement Show on CamoX has been 
uh, golly, it, on air for a very long time. I, I would guess close to, uh, you know, 40, 50 years anyway, the best I know. I know there were two or three hosts before my time, and I've been here for, golly, you know, it's 25 plus years. And as long as I stay current and keep the information usable, we can share it right here on University of CAMWEX. Um, let's see, uh, is Mike still on the line? Let's see if we can get Mike up on. Mike, good morning. Welcome to CAMWEX. How can I help you, sir? Whoop, Mike, you there? All right, let's go to John and see what's happening. Hey, John, welcome to CAMWEX. How can I help you, sir? Uh-oh, I have te- technical difficulties here. All right, let's see what's cooking. So anyway, uh, as we get into these calls, um, and we're just going to try and get a few wires connected here, I'll just reach down underneath this uh, control board with about 300 control knobs, and I'll just hotwire a few. Not really, it's a little more easy than that, but it's uh, above the pay grade of uh, me. Uh, So anyway, uh, keep in mind that the snow, though it is visually uh, important, it's not a real big threat other than slippery and at 32 degrees 33 degrees right about now uh, things warm up because there is sun the sun and the you know no matter what it is the daylight sun does permeate and warm the surfaces a little and as you heard uh, the Missouri Department of Transportation uh, considers the temperatures on the surface of the roads to be you know fairly warm which it is watch the bridges the overpasses those are perilous for sure but uh, just keep in mind that uh, you know those are important things but snow is not the same as cold a bigger threat to your home is when you know it hits 18 degrees 12 degrees 10 8 Fahrenheit and those temperatures when those things are really tough Um, that's when the house is really suffering more threats, more risk, because, you know, that penetrating cold can penetrate in through the pipes coming through the wall, your faucet bibs, make sure you have all your hoses off. I'm sure that's something that uh, I've spoken so many times uh, and and others. So anyway, let's uh, see if we can get one more operation here. uh, uh, nope, not yet. No, Mike. He's uh, patiently waiting, and, and uh, John as well. Uh, so anyway, the point being that temperature is a big deal. So making sure you weather strip around the doors, weather strip around the windows, weather strip around the garage door. If you have a heated uh, garage, uh, it's really nice to have insulated walls, ceiling, and a garage door with good uh, uh, weather stripping as well as insulation in it. But if you don't have a heat source, keep in mind, if you have a two-car garage, you have two big engines, big hunks of metal that come in really warm. They will warm up that garage substantially. Uh, Let's see if we can get to my friend Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Welcome to KMWX. Let's see if we have liftoff. Brother, you there? I'm here, Scott. Thank you. Oh, I missed you, Mike. It's been many minutes without you, brother. Uh, Thanks for sticking around. Hey, I've got two issues. One is... uh, something called dip stripping. I have a couple wood doors at my house that are just covered with umpteen coats of paint. And I've started to uh, get rid of it with scraping, sanding and liquid stripper. And it's just, it's just never ending. Aren't there (laughs) dip strip places where I can take this and they put it in a vat of chemicals? Yes. Yes. Primarily, um, uh, furniture refinishers, uh, they do have vats 
of stripper. I will say that the uh, EPA environmental laws over the last four or five years with that stuff and ventilation and fire sprinklers, safety, and I mean, all of that, the reason there are not too many around and they're hard to find and they're pricier is just because of that. It's an incredibly more capital business than it used to be. It used to be just a vat with stripper. Anyway, the bottom line is, yes, there are. I'm not current with any of the uh, names, uh, but there is, I know there's still one or two around St. Louis area, uh, you know, generally around the Shaw Park area is where I remember it. Um, so they are, now I will tell you, if you drop these doors in that vat, uh, it will strip the paint, uh, but it's liquid and it will swell the wood as well. So one of the risks with having your doors dipped, because it takes a while for that paint to get eaten away by the stripper, um, the wood will swell. And then when it dries out, after you pull it out of the vat, they wash it down with soap and water to you know neutralize that acid for touch and for paint finishes later. Um, you know, you can have openings, you know, the joints all open up sometimes. So you have to be very careful with that on that mic. And number two, there's an old paint um, called um, milk paint. And it was mixed up with literally buttermilk and add buttermilk as the base and adding pigment to that. And the buttermilk just doesn't, that buttermilk paint doesn't really get stripped off by anything, even dip stripping. So just be aware if you find somebody, they'll say, okay, we'll see what we can do and see how it turns out. But it comes with other consequences. Okay. The second issue was I have a very nice 25-year-old a concrete driveway, and I'm embarrassed to say I've never had it power washed. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's about time that I hire somebody to come out and power wash it. Yes, and then seal it. Uh, typically, the people that power wash driveways are really in the sealer business. The issue is once you make that concrete clean and porous, you really you know, you, f- you, f- you remove all of the voids where the dust and the dirt and the grime used to sit. So the next time a bird flies over from a blueberry tree and puts a dropping on it, you now have a, reach- a righteous blue stain or an oak leaf that, you know, the tannins from that oak leaf stain. So when you clean that driveway, you really have to go to the next step and seal it with something, which then holds those stains up closer to the surface not that your concrete won't stain it's just that they'll clean up so much easier but you'd be surprised the color differences one of the most surprising things that i've faced in my career is just seeing a driveway and you know it looks okay and then having it cleaned and it is completely a different color change the entire perception of the whole house because you know you don't know you're dirty until you're clean wow I know what you mean. Uh, this summer, I accidentally dropped some Clorox bleach on the driveway, <laughs> and it's like night and day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bleached all that dirt away. Uh, but it, I will tell you that uh, the sealer is uh, successful. Uh, there are sealers that, that say it's really good for the concrete and this and that. Uh, suffice it to say, cleaning the concrete is its own reward, frankly. And then really the sealer, um, you know, get the best sealer you can find. But still, most of those sealers, just be aware that even if they're a penetrating thing that's good for the concrete, um, from a stain level, there's another application that holds that stain up close to the surface. So, so you know, understand you're getting, 
you know, a clean driveway that's uh, sealed pretty well. But it, it will still stain. It's just that once you seal it, the stain cleans off easier. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for your patience. All right. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, uh, starting off with Mike cleaning his driveway. He's out there on his hands and knees now at 32 degrees going to it, but his, oh, wait a minute, his hand just froze to the driveway. Oh, uh, never mind. Oh, that that was on, uh, you know, it, It's a Beautiful Life. I guess that's the other movie when Ralphie's friend, the little kid, had his tongue stuck to the f- uh, pole. Anyway, uh, let's uh, see what's happening with my friend John. Hey, John, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can we get you started here this wonderful Saturday? Good morning, Scott. Thank you very much for your service here. Hey, um, just a real quick lay of the land. I'm sure once I get into it a little bit, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Our house is uh, all brick, built in 1930. We have a tuck-under garage in the back. Uh, When you go into the garage, the ceiling of the garage is a concrete pad that also forms the base of the back porch in the back. Same situation in the front basement level there's a storeroom in the front that concrete pad above forms the front porch in the front underneath the bottom side of those concrete pads has been slowly deteriorating over the years with just little sand size uh, things falling down the last few months there's been some larger golf ball sized chunks of concrete falling down can this deterioration process be slowed or even stopped what kind of contractor would do this work what's involved with it uh, it's a big deal. Uh, both of those slabs are structural concrete slabs. Uh, they span, you know, from the house uh, to the supporting perimeter walls around the outside. Uh, the front porch, uh, typically front porches get a lot of salt on them over the years. So what you're seeing is moisture hits that front porch uh, or somebody puts salt out there and then that salt soaks all the way through the concrete. There's steel re-rod, re- there's steel bars in that concrete that create the structure uh, concrete by itself is not very strong but if you reinforce it with steel then the stress gets transferred from the uh, concrete to the steel and so what you're trying to save is the steel rebar uh, and that is being attacked every time it gets wet water soaks in on a day like today if it were wet say um, you know from a rainstorm and then it goes right into the freeze all that water is freezing inside your concrete while it's also rusting that steel so it's a big deal you need to clean that concrete just like we were talking with Mike before Uh, get that concrete cleaned off primarily to remove the contaminants like salt and magnesium and all the ice melts that been on there for years inevitably Uh, and then have that sealed from the top so that you slow down the moisture uptake from the top. And then you need to really get in and power wash or clean. Uh, Power wash is hard to do on those undersides. Other than a driveway, you can kind of dry it out over time. But as you power wash, you'll start blowing concrete off the underside of that where the water has soaked all the way through, gotten the steel wet, the steel rusts as it rusts it expands as it expands it spalls or breaks pocks out of the bottom of the concrete surface or the ceiling in the drive garage or ceiling in that front porch and that's where you have basically this is steel concrete cancer Um, and there are concrete (laughs) contractors that do that it's very labor intensive time consuming pricey um, and hard to find somebody because there's virtually no um, 
warranty you can give because you can't see or get to all of that steel inside the concrete. You just kind of do what, you know, what apparent but visually shows up. Um, so, yeah. So would there be uh, something applied to the underside of that concrete once it was all cleaned properly? Is that how they stop the yep. the process? Yep, yep. It's just like, uh, uh, have you ever done any auto body work where you're trying to fix the rust on a, you know, Schwinn bicycle or a car or something like that? You have mm-hmm. to get in, scrape all that rust away, um, and then coat it with, you know, an anti-rust compound. Or if you can't get to it, there are acid-applied coatings that make the steel rust so badly that it creates a sealed surface, and then you clean and patch the concrete from below. But know this, that once that concrete spalls out um, and you're using epoxy patch on the underside, you know, that part of that stress, the the load-bearing part of that steel is pretty much negated. Um, so it's a, it's, okay. it is important to do. You have to address this. You can't leave it alone, um, but you're slowing down uh, the aging process of that deterioration. So the the back porch has been coated, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago with this epoxy uh, one-inch thick with aggregate in it. Um, yeah. So the garage in the back is not really... Uh, is bad, nearly as bad as the front porch in the front. Uh, nice. So maybe that's why is that that's not yeah. migrating through from the from the top down. In the in the front where it is bad on the underneath side, the mm-hmm. uh, the rebar has been exposed in several places. Yeah. Um, so do you think that that would make it structurally unsound and not worth having fixed? Not uh, worth fixing it. Well, eventually it will become unsound, whether it is or isn't at this point, I don't know. The issue becomes you can't really stop that deterioration, uh, and tearing it off and replacing it is uber expensive. So most of the solutions are throw a couple of uh, beams down there and a couple of columns to take the load directly down to the concrete floor so that you really don't have to worry about it. You know, a couple of columns down in your uh, underneath your front porch is, is not a, a end of sure. the world space use. And those things get so wet and humid all the time anyway. Uh, so uh, that's usually how it happens is there's one or two rounds of fixing the cement, trying to slow it down because that has value either way. And then really uh, you need a structural engineer to come in and assess whether that is structurally sound, both on the front and the back. And on those homes that typically gets recommended on a home inspection every time the house sells, you know, in the, verbiage goes from the home inspector is you know the structural uh supporting uh reinforced steel concrete slab uncertain can't identify the structural nature of it advise recommend getting further uh review by a you know licensed structural engineer you know that's how that home inspection goes so on and on okay all right so well i i had a pretty good feeling that as you would say this is above my pay grade so uh we're, we're getting into something pretty serious. So, uh, all right. Well, thank you for your uh, your input. I knew I could uh, count on what you had to say. Thank you, Scott. Great, John. Good luck, my friend. And uh, d- don't be worried about it, but don't uh, forget it either. It it is important, maybe not urgent. <laughs> try and keep it. Uh, try and keep it Very from good. becoming urgent. There we go. <laughs> right. Important, not urgent. Very good. Thank you. Okay, John. Take care. 
Uh, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, phone lines open for you. We've got room for your next call, 314-436-7900, or toll-free anywhere on the globe, 800-925, yeah, you know, at 1120, call letters of 1120 AM X Radio. Scott Mosby, at your service, standing by for your phone call. Yeah, I know... I listened to a little bit of Rich Orris' show last week, and uh, he's a smart guy. So I know Rich probably took care of all your issues, but, you know, you can you can bring that. I know everybody's got that pocket question. It's like, I'm going to wait for Scott or Rich to come on this Saturday and see what's up. So anyway, 314-436-7900, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. We are at your service. We'll return after this. All right. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, we are rocking and rolling. Light snow in the metropolitan St. Louis area. You may be experiencing a little bit more depending on where you are. Uh, And this signal, uh, especially on overcast days, uh, tends to go a long way. We can reach most of... uh, uh, Illinois down into Indiana, uh, almost can- Arkansas, and uh, close to Kansas City. It's it's a big wide range on the AM signal. Of course, you can uh, pick me up on the FM or Odyssey.com app. So uh, on we go. Let's uh, visit with my friend Don and see what's happening. Don, good morning. Welcome to Cam Wicks. Uh, you've got some help for us on the stripping. Yes, I did that for, I had a shop for 40 some odd years. Oh, man. And, yeah, Let's, chapter and verse, brother, you're on. <laughs> uh, the EPA really did destroy that business. Uh, oh. I'm sorry. I, I love the EPA, but sometimes they do go over the limits. But anyway, back to the gentleman's problem. Do not take it to one of these dip tanks. Okay. Uh, what happens in a dip tank, uh, it's, it's made out of lye and a bunch of other stuff you don't even want to put your hands in. But it, <laughs> right. it destroys the pores of the wood, and most of the old furniture is made out of... Uh, was put together with hides glue, oh, and that will cause the glue to loosen up and become loose again. And then when you take it out of the tank, you hit it with a high-pressure wash. It's just going to destroy the, the, the door. And what he's probably wanting to do when he strips, here's real simple steps. And I found this out watching on Channel 9 one time. Mm-hmm. Two guys were stripping a painted bed, and I thought, boy, this is going to be interesting. And here's what they did. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. Go get yourself a heat gun. Yep. You know, like the regular old heat gun you get at Walmart. Right. And a good putty knife about an inch wide, or use an old wood chisel, and heat that paint up until it starts bubbling. But don't don't leave it on there too long. It'll burn the wood. And you strip that off with the heat gun, number one, you're saving a bunch of money. Uh, then just put some visqueen out on the floor because it's, you're going to have that paint all paint coming off your door and yeah, lay it down flat. Heat plastic gun it. plastic yeah. sheet. Heat, yep. Yeah, and then heat gun it. Mm-hmm. And as it's as it's uh, your heat gunning, don't put the you start. Don't put the heat on the uh, paint. Put it on your chisel or your wood putties. Just keep it warm, and all of a sudden it'll it'll start lifting off. Ninety percent of the time. There's a coat of varnish underneath of all that paint because, what, 1930 or something like that, 1920s when paint came out. And varnish back in uh, 1900 was like $30 uh, a quart. Wow. 
Uh, it's very expensive back then, but they put a varnish on there. So you got four or five layers of paint, and sometimes it's milk paint, and you'll know when you hit the milk paint because it turns back into uh, paint. Ah. Okay, you get it down to the raw wood with a putty knife. Get as much off as you can. Go to a local woodworker and get two bags of sawdust. Okay, now wow. you put your you go to a Home Depot. Don't buy that crappy stuff. That's oh, it's orange or it's this, it's that. It's it, it. No, go get the worst stripper you can find on that shelf. And most of the time, it's like Easy Strip or Quick yeah. Strip. Na- yeah, nasty uh, stuff. <laughs> yeah, that, the nasty stuff. But then <laughs> right. buy yourself a good good pair of rubber gloves. Heavy, heavy rubber gloves, not medical. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Real worker gloves. Uh, and, you know, you can buy like some of those gloves that the electricians wear, you know, those rubber gloves. But, yeah. you know, just be careful with it. But put the stripper on there. And most people, when you get it out of those cans, they brush it back and forth. No, don't do that. Brush it in one way, one direction only, because when that stripper comes out, there's a chemical in there that causes a... Uh, creates a a layer of uh, film that won't let the stripper evaporate. Oh, on the top surface, as you I see. Okay. So, so when you, you spread there, you, you spread this out, it will skin over on the top and hold those fumes in to continue stripping the paint. If you back brush it, then you just break that seal. The gas gets away, and the stripper gets less effective. Yeah. Gotcha. And then what you do is you go when you're out buying your stripper. Get an old white wall brush. You know, you know what those look like when you used to have white, white, white side walls for tires. Uh, inex- inexpensive get, kind of disposable. Yeah, get a, a heavy bristle, uh, not a metal brush or anything like that. Just a really heavy bristle brush. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, work your, leave it on there for about 15 or 20 minutes. You know, go in and watch the football game, come back out. And I, <laughs> what I used to do is I'd, uh, come out whenever the commercial was on yeah. and put another little bit more, you know, work the stripper around <clears throat> and then go back in and watch the football game. When the commercial comes on, I come back out. Yeah. That was, uh, the, 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 the recent times. But then what you do is you take that brush or white brush or brush and you start working the, the residue, the paint. And if, so once you start seeing that paint starting to lift up or becoming liquid, Kind of then you take and, a handful of <clears throat> sawdust and you throw it on there. Then you take the sawdust and you work it around, and that sawdust will actually pull up the paint off of the wood. Really? Yeah. The, and that's what really bored me. me when I was watching it on Channel 9. Oh, it was... Oh. Wow. Once I saw that, I got rid of my strip tank. I got rid of everything, and the EPA came in and wanted to know where my stuff is. I said, there it is. It's my, you know what? They wanted to know where I was putting that sawdust. I said, I'm putting it in the EPA-approved dumpster. I didn't yeah. have to worry about maintaining all the chemicals. I just right, was just right. stripping my product with uh, sawdust. And then wow. after you get done with it, you can put another coat of paint on it, and, and you can see when you start getting all the paint residue out of that wood and you will start seeing that you may have to do a little bit of scraping with a uh you know a scraper or something or get down in those grooves Mm -hmm. and it will be 99 percent clean 
Wow. Do you, now, what do you do when you're finished stripping here? How do you prepare well, you, the surface just to clean it? How do you wash well, it off, Don? Okay. What you what you do is you, you go and get yourself either some uh, lacquer thinner mm-hmm. or you get some denatured alcohol and you take some coarse steel wool uh, and you start rubbing it in with that steel wool and you can work a lot of that out with that coarse steel wool. But don't go cross grain. Go with the grain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then wash it down with some more, you know, denatured alcohol or lacquer thinner and uh, put some sawdust on it and let that sawdust absorb all of the other, the, the amount of uh, liquid that's still laying there. Mm -hmm. And you'd be surprised how quick that sawdust picks up that stuff. Wow. Don, I'm going to have to go to a break here. So uh, I appreciate it. Can you wrap up? Pardon? Can you finish up okay. here? I, I need to go to a break here in a moment. Okay. Well, when, when you're all done, you just take your door and set it aside, pick up your plastic bag, or that plastic off the floor, wad it up and put it in another bag and put it in the trash bin. Cool. That's it. All right. Hey, Don, thank you. Much appreciated. Uh, we'll, uh, hopefully Mike's listening and knows how to go about doing this. Well, if he has a problem, he can call me. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll tell you what. Will you uh, stay on the line, put you on hold, and uh, see if uh, Matt can get your phone number so uh, Mike may call? All right? Okay. Okay. Thank, thanks, Don. Hold on. We'll just put you on hold, and Matt will be right back. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. We'll take a pause and be right back for more. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, thanks to Don who called in, gave us a chapter and verse on how to go about stripping doors and such. Mike, I hope you're uh, listening. Uh, This is the way for him to handle it. Uh, The dip vats, uh, Don was in that business for many years, and because of the complexity and disposal and storage risk and all of that, fumes, etc., uh, he just went back to uh, stripping it pretty much by hand. Uh, so I, I imagine, uh, anyway, he he took us through all that. If you want more information, you can call into the studio at our normal 314-436-7900 number, and Matt, our producer, will give you that phone number for Don if you'd like. We don't uh, typically broadcast phone numbers over the air unless it's a commercial establishment. So uh, uh, just a little bit of a security. We uh, keep our family safe because you... You are listeners as well as family of the CAMWEX, University of CAMWEX listening audience. Uh, phone lines here, uh, if you'd like to tune in, uh, get uh, Don's number or chat with me or bring a question, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Toll free anywhere on the globe, 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. Uh, some of the things we got in, we got into Mike uh, stripping his doors wanted to know if there were vats to uh, uh, drop the doors into. Uh, Don, frankly, two callers later, says, please don't do that. Um, He's got a process that he took us through here recently. Uh, John had a concrete structural front and back porch. Uh, Those of you that have those, they're very common around University City and the inner ring, uh, St. John's and various areas of brick homes uh, because of the fire threat. The reason brick is a big building material in the St. Louis metropolitan area, uh, number one, uh, every building material, every building style, uh, craftsmanship, all that is about natural resources. Well, we've got clay, you know, so in this part of the country, we just have tons of clay. We even have a 
town called Clay Town, Clay Town. It's Clayton, you know, and, and frankly, so we have a lot of good brick-making clay. We made bricks, uh, and thus you'll see all of, and we had fires. So the big Mississippi Riverfront fire started, you know, uh, several times. We've had two or three big ones, uh, but around the turn of the century, around 1900s, a big fire swept through downs, and they, then it, that's why we have um, slate roofs, tile roofs, brick structures, because the uh, city planners realized that if we're going to build buildings that close, together the threat of fire risk and fire spread was high so we are a brick town and uh, so a lot of these houses are brick until it got into the later years when uh, the manufacturer and the laying of brick and the energy um, inefficiencies of that kind of building material need to come up with a different kind of way so anyway stay tuned hour two here from uh, noon to one o'clock uh, later on we've got lots of things on KMOX stay tuned for more here on KMOX.